Welcome to the Girls In podcast series. Uh, we're now on episode five. So we have a really interesting female founder in our guest seat today, and she's taking the gaming industry by storm. I don't think I've ever kind of read up on someone whose life is really consumed and absorbed into the world of gaming and design. Probably maybe my little brother could compete with that maybe in that section, but his is more the physical gaming side. Um, but today we welcome Dynabite Labs co-founder Louise Leolin. So how are you, Louise? I'm really good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no worries. Thank you so much for coming on to uh, the podcast. As you know, it's all about sort of influential female founders in industries across the world so you're our first sort of uh kind of founder who's in from this industry and really excited to have you on the show so it'd be great to find out kind of where the initial love and kind of passion for the topic came from um so in terms of gaming that's just been something that has been a part of my life since I can remember really I think I started playing games when I was four years old or something like that so definitely quite young and it wasn't until probably my 20s that I realized it could actually be a career because you hear about careers like making video games that sounds like something that isn't real because it's too fun to be a job in a sense but it's real there are degrees that you can do for it and it's I'm really really happy that it's the path that I ended up choosing. Nice that's really cool and I do have one question what is your favorite game that you have probably play now this could be relatable to any time of your life it doesn't doesn't have to be the game but what gave you the best gamers experience oh gosh there are (laughs) so many (laughs) um I think for me when I was younger one of my favorite games I played a lot of Nintendo games like Zelda and Pokemon and stuff like that which were the first games that I really became obsessed with in a sense But as an adult, I realized that gaming could be so much more where you play games where you actually get to create the characters yourself. Um, You get to choose their backstory, gender, etc. So games like um, the Elder Scrolls series and Dragon Age definitely stand out as really important games in my life. Amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. And I suppose where where did the idea for Dinobite kind of come from and how did it start? Well, um... I did my degree at the University of East London and the degree that I did was interactive media design and then alongside that degree there were other students doing the game design um, degrees. So I ended up networking and making a lot of friends who are game designers and we worked on a lot of projects together and then once I graduated I got my first job as a user experience designer at a design agency doing a lot of like web-based things and apps and it was interesting but it definitely wasn't what I was passionate about so with my sort of network of really really great design friends we decided to get together and start Dynabyte to make our own games. Great, that's amazing. And what? How does the sort of user experience work? Is it is it literally a kind of B two B sort of uh, kind of idea, or is it business to consumer? How does it work? Um, it's really interesting actually because 
it's kind of become this buzzword that companies use when they talk about user experience and user research, but I find that a lot of them don't know what the core of it means, which is just that you're supposed to try to get to know and understand your users, um, find out how they think, what they like, and how you can basically take your product and improve it to make it perfect for them. Right. And that's what I've used their experience theories like emotional and how video games are marketed towards different genders because it's getting a lot better nowadays. But when I was at university and even still now, there is a lot of gendered marketing where you see like these video game posters with female characters with giant, you know, cleavages <laughs> and are in bikinis and stuff like that. And it makes it very apparent that, you know, they're trying to market their games exclusively to males, even though 50% at least of gamers are female. Wow. So the user experience aspect is just trying to kind of uh, find out what exactly is it that is going to make your product appeal to and sell to whoever your target audience is. Cool. Okay, that's really good. And in terms of um, what's been kind of the most exciting project you've worked on when it, when it comes to Dinobite or it could be previous roles you've had as well? Um. I'd say that the most exciting project is one that is currently unannounced, oh, cool. <laughs> actually. But we're going to be, um, I think by the time this podcast goes up, it will most likely be announced. So you can check on our website. Amazing, yeah. <laughs> but um, we're basically doing our first self-published game that is entirely for us. Um, we've previously worked on games with other companies, which has been a lot of fun. But we really wanted to finally publish something that is made by our designers, our artists, our story writers, and get to give players the experience that we feel is missing in the market. So that's been really, really fun right now because we have a lot of freedom to do what we want because um, it's an indie title as well and we're not worried about what the publisher wants and what the money makers want we have a lot more freedom to yeah do what we want tell the story we want etc yeah that's really cool um i mean in terms of the sort of gaming industry and the sort of technology in and around london where you guys are based i mean how do you think it differs from other countries that you've sort of experienced do you think we're advanced when it comes to this industry or do you think we're falling behind I think that the UK is definitely advanced. Um, a lot of the people that I network with and work with are working in VR, which is something that our company doesn't really deal with yet. But um, VR and virtual reality has become really, really big in the London scene lately. And I think that's something that's going to change gaming in a huge way. And this is coming from a person who was very skeptical past because yeah. When virtual reality um, started being mentioned, I thought, oh, this is a gimmick. Kind of like 3D movies was a gimmick. And then when I actually got to try it myself, it just changes everything. Like, you really have to try it to understand it in a sense. It puts you quite literally inside of the game. Um, so I think it's really interesting to see what these UK companies are going to be doing and putting out there. So I definitely think that we're ahead. Great. I mean, it's really interesting. The So I work for a startup called AppDopt um, and it's all about kind of user experience when it comes to learning technology. Um, and it's interesting. A lot of our competitors are starting to bring in virtual reality. Mm. So 
even in the workplace, how you learn or how you're trained on a particular kind of software or something about the business. They're trying to incorporate that whole idea of kind of VR. I mean, it's a huge cost to it to do that kind of uh, company wide. But I mean, what an experience to have that you're learning in virtual reality. It's so cool. Like for anyone who's experienced it, it is an amazing kind of um kind of way of playing a game but also absorbing yourself into a world like Mm. like a flight simulator one which was amazing um and then also I think it was a Minecraft one as well um which was really really cool Mm. so I mean in terms of kind of uh, technology and obviously yeah and especially coming at it from a user experience point of view it's so cool to see someone trying it for the first time yeah yeah definitely like their face when when you're just literally looking at them you're like sorry I think the connection got a bit slow there (laughs) no worries I was going to say when you kind of see their face for the first time um and they're fully enjoying it yeah it's so cool to see and seeing how people use it differently as well yeah definitely so I mean in terms of uh technology you're observed you're kind of absorbed in the world of tech how do you think uh technology around the world will sort of progress I know it's such a kind of generic question but I mean you've you've grown up in a world where you've come from kind of Nintendo so you've really seen a big kind of jump in technology and I'm sure your world is kind of absorbed in tech as well but where would you like to see technology go um and how it's kind of used really so I think for me personally because I've grown up with this my whole life um I see that definitely for my parents generation the rapid growth of technology can be a bit overwhelming and a lot of people including for example university professors that I've had have almost been a bit anti-technology and anti-social media and all these things because they feel like it's isolating people like you always hear people saying like, oh, we're just connected onto our phones all the time. We're always looking at a screen. Whereas I think that technology actually has the power to bring us closer together. And I see that in the sense that, you know, not only do we use social media um, to talk to people all around the world, to network with people in terms of business, but also gaming is becoming much more social. And I think that we're going to see even more games that use social aspects where you can play together irregardless of where you're from. Yeah, I agree. I mean, just picking up on that kind of social idea of gaming, I mean, social kind of what it's achieved in terms of, I mean, like I have a younger brother and sister who love games. I mean, my brother more than my mm. sister, but he feels so connected with his friends. Um, if anything, yeah. my parents hate how much, how connected he is because he's stuck in his room. <laughs> Um, but if anything, it's obviously there's a whole level of kind of cyberbullying which you could look at. But there's also that whole idea mm-hmm. that these these individuals can feel connected with people worldwide, and like that whole idea of opening your network up to so many people is a lot. There's far more better kind of scenarios which are happen than kind of the negative stuff which the news sort of focus in on. So it's it's really yeah. cool. It's amazing the way technology keeps everyone connected. Um, yeah, very cool. Yeah, and it's also, it is um, difficult because I see, you know, my cousins or younger siblings using iPads and using websites. And I also worry because of the social aspect there because you don't really know who it is you're talking to on the other side of the screen. Um, Me as an adult, I know, you know, what sort of information it's okay to give out and things like that. 
But I think that as things become more social, as we become more connected, there will also come, you know, these types of tools for parents to use that hopefully should protect younger people. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And I think, um, I mean, our, our government specifically, especially in London, the UK, they're really kind of honing in on the whole security, especially with these cyber attacks yeah. as well. Security is such a big thing. Um, but yeah, mm. I mean, kind of my final question um, before we wrap up, it would be if you could give your younger self any advice, what would it be? I'd say to myself to always say yes to every opportunity that's given to you. Yeah. Um, um, I think when I was a lot younger, I was a bit more cautious, maybe a little bit anxious. And sometimes I'd think, oh, this is too big a thing for me to do. Maybe I won't be able to handle it. So I'd rather just say no than try. Whereas now I've just adopted this mentality that every opportunity, like including this podcast, I just, I have to say yes to it because you never know what could come out of it. And that's definitely been how I've made some of my best connections is just saying yes to something which I thought might not get me anywhere but then I meet some great people and end up doing some amazing projects with them yeah definitely I mean it's a great it's a great mentality to have and mantra of life is just say yes to everything especially opportunities in mm-hmm. you know, I always feel when you work in the startup world where not just in London but across the UK and across the world like everyone's so open to ideas when you go to events and networking like this amazing ideas out there and it just opens your mind even more and you'll you feel like when you come back to the office the next Mm. day you feel like you can take on anything because you're like you know what you're amongst so many different startups that we're all trying to kind of make our idea work and get get our voice heard really um so yeah that's that's a great one Louise and definitely especially here in London I feel like um the scene in general everyone is so friendly they all want to help each other out help you know big each other up and there's so much positivity around entrepreneurialism whether you're in tech or any industry so really in that sense there's nothing to be afraid of in terms of saying yes yeah 100 percent. i think everyone's kind of so welcoming when it comes to your ideas that everyone wants to put their kind of um kind of how to tweak it how to make it better and always put you in I always feel like when I come away from a conversation with someone they always want to put you in touch with another person which leads to another opportunity so yeah 100% say yes to everything whoever's listening um, it's a great way to kind of live your life um, so thank you so much Louise uh, for coming on to our podcast and joining us for this series exactly um, so <laughs> Of course, uh, this podcast will be live um, on the YouTube channel. Um, so enjoy and have a listen to any. any Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no, of course, Louise. Thank you so much for joining us. And that's the end of our episode. Uh, if you've got any other kind of comments or questions for Louise, then please do just post them in the YouTube below. Thank you.